2: Love Talk Radio.
3: That was funny. We don't even know if these are ready. <laughs>
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm your host, as always, RUScreening.com's Mark Eastman. I, I can – You're mixing uh, it up. I know. I just get I used can to say the – You do it. You do it. With me, as always <laughs> – Oh, yeah. Uh, we can just always be always – Yeah. Uh, is cool. uh, co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we'll be covering Man of Steel – and actually, I, I think that's about it. I, I don't nothing. Nothing else it, it interesting is. is going on. It's just it's all yeah. Man of Steel week. Right. And It uh, really is. <laughs> and and what else would you expect, really? Um, we we don't really have lots of other things going on. I will uh, just throw out. You know, we talked last week about how a lot of cool stuff is coming out on Blu-ray. <laughs> and if stuff is coming out and now you can catch it when you didn't catch it in theaters you know right. our, our review is probably there so so which, go check it out which is
3: again really weird i'm seeing all these ads for Hansel and Gretel right and again we do this every week and we've done it without fail for a- over a, a year a- but i'm still amazed when i see like i'm like wow that's on video
0: we just reviewed a- that a- and you know it's it's uh, kind of weird the as I'm sure everybody knows because they follow movies, they they right. get stuff on DVD, you know, the windows change all the time. Yeah. And then they change seasonally. And then one year it seems like everything comes out re- really quick. Yeah. And then the next year it seems like it takes a long takes time. An yeah. And then, you know, at the end of the year it takes longer. At the beginning of the year it's shorter. There's always these different things. But right now is like some really short window. Time, I, right. I, I don't know, but but yeah, there are a lot of things coming out hitting quickly that it does seem like we just reviewed it. But uh state for it, and I'm like, wow, Hansel and
3: Gretel was like seven months ago, right? So it's kind and, and of it, it's just
0: weird how right. the sometimes, time goes. Yeah, sometimes it just seems like it's <laughs> just us, right? God, and then it's like work. Right? <laughs> right. Oh, I gotta <laughs> see that. Guy guy at oh, the no, pic-
3: this, company picnic again. We
0: thought we were just doing something yeah. because it was fun, and it <laughs> right. turns out we <laughs> it right. at work. Right, um, but I did want to mention uh, Jack the Giant Slayer uh, is coming out very soon, <laughs> and uh, I want to mention it especially because uh, I will be giving that away really soon. Probably like later today, I'll put up. I, right. I have a, a giveaway to own that on Blu-ray. So, did we do that to, this year? Go to check that out. Was that at the start of this year? Like, is that yeah. also
3: going to be? You're going to get
0: another copy to give for the big. Giveaway, yeah, huh? there's yeah, there's okay. just there's just. Uh, the I was going to say, don't uh, forget
3: we have the big giveaway. Yeah, so. there's
0: just one that's general, and okay. yeah, we should always mention. Um, you, know. you know, we have the opportunity out there. Go to RUScreening.com com, and you will find it, especially if you look on the podcast pages. Uh, that you have the chance to win every movie we review this year, right? And I'll tell you that is. That is going far less well than I would like. People just refuse to enter <laughs> that contest. And, you know, whatever. Uh, if you don't want well, we to – we got to spice it up. We'll sign every copy of the film. Or we I'm not do signed. Something. Well, All right. That would just lower the value. <laughs> that's people, not a sell. People would delete that's their reviews. I, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, that is out there. Go and enter and uh, get your chance to win every movie we review this year. Um, so – and and yeah, that that, that actually is you know not that this makes any difference to anyone necessarily but that is not like uh you have to wait until the end of next year before you get anything right because <laughs> right. At, you know once we get it we will send it I, out to you i'm always right? surprised just that keep getting it.
3: when things like this come up and all you got to do if is like something very the month, easy right? Right? <laughs> uh,
0: you'll just have it just i always
3: figured that there were more people out there who were like Laszlo in Real Genius, for the guy who was right, behind right, who the just, closet, and he just had the machine had that filled out postcards entries, and he right. entered everything and won everything. And I just thought there were more people like that out there in the world, but I guess, right, I guess they're not.
0: So, not so much. Anyway, oh well, uh, yeah, I thought that was a hell of a sell for a giveaway, but I thought it was great. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Man of Steel, um, yeah, no, there's there's nothing else really going on. I can't um, think of anything e- except, you know, this is really we are now at the kickoff of summer this apparently. Is, this and, is now it, anyway. and week by week it's going to be right, it's huge, just going to be all the it, way it's out. It's going to so. be huge stuff so and that's we still, cool, you know. I am really interested if uh, people happen to have been listening to us for the last year, uh I'm really interested to see how this summer goes. Yeah, as compared to last summer, because we both right. ended up hating last summer. It was really hard. Like a there, passion. Were, there were it only
3: was, a couple bright spots in the whole summer. Really, it,
0: it, it was it a really weird. Which all ties into our whole theory that we talked about many times—that there's no <laughs> such thing as summer anymore because yeah. all the movies that you think would be summer right. come out just whenever. Right, and and there's there still <laughs> are like kind of the tentpole things that will be involved, but week right. by week, the summer is. Yeah. I don't know. People are abandoning the summer, whatever's happening. But I'm very interested to see as a whole when we get to like September into right. October, and we can look did, a, did we yeah. have a good time this summer? Right, right. So, um, so yeah, that out of the way, we'll just jump into uh, Man of Steel. So we saw this last and- night.
3: No, and, like before last. no,
0: two, yeah, two and nights we saw ago in 3D, and I've got to say, um, actually, first of all, the 3D was very weird for me. Um, it wasn't good or bad. It was almost like there was very little opportunity to notice that it was in 3D, which I thought was really weird. It, yeah, it was one of the weirder films that we've seen in 3D. Right. There were there were a lot of opportunities where you could go, you know, it, this is almost like a movie I watched in 3D. And while I watched it, I was going, "Man, that would be good in 3D." Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar feeling.
3: It was strange. The stuff that I thought worked the best visually in 3D were all the parts of the film that I didn't like the most. And I don't mean that like to nitpick. There's there's a chunk of the that film. Sucks. There's a chunk of the film that was disinteresting to me, and that is strangely enough the part that I think looked the best. But you're really? right; it was re- like there were a bunch of things that almost seemed catered. To a superhero film, let alone a Superman movie, right? And they didn't; it
0: didn't really go that way. So, I, you know, that's okay too. I don't. I don't and uh, I don't mind. I should say before we jump right in um, that this is a movie, and you know, for longtime listeners, this is just boring repetition. But you know, our theory here, obviously being instant reaction review, is to try to. You know, give an instant reaction, not when we sit down and think and have to write our reviews right. and we're kind of, you know, movie critic in quotes <laughs> yeah. or whatever, you know, that might mean.
4: And uh,
0: and, and hopefully not get into, uh, you know, I don't know, stick more with just when you walk out of the movie with your friends. Like, right. what's what do you guys talk what talking? do you say do you like say right it? now? Right. And this is probably going to be the biggest failure of that for me because hmm. it's not that we have, haven't had the opportunity to have some delays in when we see it and when we do the show. Right. If it was a perfect world, we would always walk right out of the theater and just do this, right. and, and we have done that several times, yeah. but you know, it just the world does not always, always work that way for us, and so we saw this on Friday night, late Friday night, right. so we've got basically a one day. Yeah, I mean it was it was
3: and man it was it, it was a, the, it it was was the a, end
0: of Friday. It was a big day, and uh and, and now it's early Sunday. Right. So really, it's just the one day. Right. And that one day made a huge difference for me. Did And it and, it, and it's this very it's very strange. I this is going to be like I think the first time that you know we've even had times when we had two three days in between. Right. And I just will really try to concentrate on not thinking <laughs> about the movie. Yeah. You know, Keep not right. You know, try to try to not yeah. go over things and over <laughs> things again and again in my mind. And this is going to be the time where now when we walked out, I did not love it. What was right. interesting is when we walked but out, now we talk, I feel like I have a different view. This
3: is interesting. When we walked out, we talked And it talked, didn't
0: get better. We talked a while
3: <laughs> about well we talked a while at the car. Right. You know, before we were getting ready to head home and then, you know, it's getting really late, so we've got other stuff to do with the next day. But we talked a sizable amount of time, and we didn't talk about the movie
0: except for the last minute as right, we were basically right. like walking
3: to our respective right. cars. So. It's
0: really funny when we do that. I I wish that we was just, weird. I wish that we just had like mics on. If we'd mic'd ourselves, and that would have been perfect. Because it, it's it's actually very strangely interesting to me. Anyway, sometimes we walk out of the theater and we just start yeah, off. It's, uh, yeah, rambling like crazy. <laughs> right. And other times we just kind of look at each other. We both kind of go, "I don't want to say anything." Yeah, I don't, know if I want, yeah. I don't want to talk yeah. about it yet. I just want to wait until the show happens. I don't know. It's all right. Well, it's an interesting way that that reaction happens. I also want to mention that uh, we do have a lot of clips of uh, interviews with the cast. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm seeing and that. And Snyder and that, stuff. I want to hear that because that's be interesting. And, and I'll tell you the thing that I'll throw out right now is that. Um, we have like uh amy adams we have uh kevin costner right. and uh michael shannon right. we, we we have Everybody. lots of different uh clips of people just touching on little things and the two <laughs> things i want to throw out before we ever get anywhere near talking about those yeah. is uh a uh there's there's way more focus on zod in this movie and it's very clear from listening to people talk uh, a lot of them are talking about zod instead of superman right, right. Um there is a lot of this movie that's on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Because they talk about impressions of the film that don't actually exist in right. the film, I think. And uh I don't think anyone giving any any of this inter- interview clip time here. Uh, actually, saw the final cut of the film before talking about. That's it. always interesting. <laughs> so it's we'll, interesting we'll see when, when what is it, that means when we when, when you're when an actor and you have put
3: them. your time in and you've done the scenes that you've had. It's not like a big ad lib, you right. know, scene. And then you come back later and you see the film and you're like, wow, where did all those? Uh, things? I've been talking about that right, for three right. weeks
0: now. Where right. are all those scenes? So. There's uh, especially Amy Adams. Now, Amy Adams uh, does have you know she's Lois Lane. She does have some bits. Where she's in the newsroom mm-hmm. and she's being reporterness, right you know whatever um there is clearly I hope because otherwise she's she's weird right <laughs> <laughs> right but there yeah. are there's a lot more of that that never got actually into the final cut of the film
3: one of the things that i and yesterday was weird you 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 have a hint that I was. Dragged into a bunch of conversations about this. That's on right. The day you're off.
0: posting on Facebook. I didn't post anything. I didn't well, post okay, anything. You
3: didn't post. You still did it. The- <laughs> I was dragged into. You know, the, that wasn't the only time. There were a bunch of conversations, and and it reminded me how much I love the media that I love because there are so many people who are spirited both on on all the polarity. They're right, for right. it and they're against it. And it's fun to just see people talk about books and and movies and entertainment. So that right. that is interesting anyway, but. One of the things that I had been saying, which was there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of presence with the chemistry between Superman and Lois. Right. And that's not I don't think that's because of the actors, because there are these moments where you get these hints that there is. So it must have just been like some weird editing I had hoped. And hearing that, you know, and I, I read that yesterday as well, that. You know, There's a whole lot of stuff, and whether it's for a special edition, DVD, feature, whatever. Right, maybe. But it, it's reassuring because I thought that one of the big things that was kind of problematic was that the movie was cast very well. Oh, yeah. But there's not a whole lot of effective chemistry
0: in places where there needs to be chemistry. Right. That, and, and if that it's be, on the cutting
3: room floor, man, that's,
0: that's really reassuring. That would be one of my big things about the movie, too, is that uh, it is amazingly well cast. I thought they all did great. And all of that great casting completely, completely wasted. Uh, Wait, we're getting ahead of
3: ourselves. Right. we got to do stars and all the okay, stuff. Okay, and, and
0: uh, before we do our stars, I did want to just say, because I think, you know, this going into uh, talking about reviewing the film and everything, this is good just to kind of have in the back of your mind sometimes. Right. Sometimes, maybe not so much, but I think sometimes it is. You know, like on Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, the movie is not doing great right. with critics and yeah. and there there are a few critics who like it it's not doing you know it's not like 10% it's fresh or anything right. crazy like that but it's like 50 or something right. or which is in its own somewhere way somewhere around there right and uh but with audiences on both of those it's around like 80 or 85 or something like that like right. the audience vote is is very positive so yeah So I think it's good to just kind of have that going in maybe. And I I will say this too, like, you know, there's the difference between Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic that we always talk about. And looking at Rotten Tomatoes really quickly, it looks like it's – it should be a little bit more negative than it is because as as we have said before, like, you know, if you give it three stars, you're not saying it's awesome, but you're fresh and the freshness rating is higher. Okay, what are we just, just as a quick thing, I on just
3: to? I pop on Meta, uh Metacritic real quick cuz again, and anybody who's listened to us a long time knows that you you don't and it's not favoring, it's just I talk I talk more about Metacritic than right. tomatoes and you cover the other side. Right now the the critics, the professional critics are about 55, you know, most right. most people are in the middle. There's 20% positive, uh 20 positive, 24 mixed and 3 negative. Right. The other side of that, which are, you know, the users, the average person that goes to see it, 20 people didn't like it. They gave it a negative review. 10 gave it mixed reviews, and 200 gave it a positive review, Right. which just – I mean like I, I didn't that, expect that's to see big, that that's 200. Big, right. Like that's the biggest – not the biggest discrepancy, although it is the biggest discrepancy. That's the hugest margin I've seen, and I routinely look at Metacritic after I do my stuff because I'm just curious right. about it.
0: People who go to Metacritic love this movie, so right. – <laughs> There you go. Do That's with it. that what think you Think that will. what you wish. So okay, uh, now we've babbled <laughs> enough, and we'll jump in. And if That's you're funny. a longtime listener, and maybe you've uh, missed a couple episodes or something, uh, we should just say a- as we go into things, we have decided to switch up how we do this. Right. And I think it works pretty well. I would like. I, I would like to see uh, if we could get. You know, if we got some feedback, we get we get plenty of emails, and we love you and you're awesome. Yeah. We don't get enough emails that are actually questions, which I would love more. That would be cool. But I would love to uh, see, um, and you know, the phone lines are open, the chat lines open. If you happen to be live, Uh, I I would love to know what people think about that, or if that's good, bad, or indifferent. But we have decided that now we're just going to throw out our star ratings to begin with, and then go afterwards, instead, no, of, flesh instead of babbling about right. it and forever then and then going,
3: <laughs> and Oh, by boom. the way, it's one star, you
0: know, And which I think is funny, too, because when you listen to it, uh, <laughs> when you listen to us, a lot of times it seems like one of us is being really positive, the other one's being really negative, and then we have the same, same review. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that works out. So <laughs> uh, on the star ratings, um, if we're just going to jump in here, yeah. I am at this point... Really pretty solidly at one and a half stars.
3: Yeah. What were you
0: what were you Friday night or Saturday morning? Because we technically uh, I was out. I was probably pretty much two and a half and thinking maybe some sort of really slightly less than that or something. But I yeah. was I was really pretty average. Yeah. And uh the more I thought about the movie, the more right. the things that I didn't like just kept yeah jumping out at me and the things that I did like didn't matter right (laughs) so
3: there was there was a lot of stuff that i wanted about this film i'd been looking forward to it since we saw the first set of trailers that had come out and i thought it was really interesting looking really fun looking and i wanted so hard to just you know enjoy it right and even after when we walked out i was like oh man you've got to give this more like find a way to justify make it because then you get to like because, because you don't have to I look back.
0: Want to give it more right no matter now, I what, now right? I can justify
3: feeling all that fun, yeah. and and I couldn't. You know, I I wanted really badly to give it two and a half because I was like, make it average. You just, it, but it is an average. It's below average, and the highest I can do is two.
0: Wow, I see. I thought you were going to be a lot higher. No, and I, don't I, know why. I even I even came home from the movie, and uh, and thought, hey, we're we're going to finally get our really big difference. Well, we had when we parted. Um,
3: This was one of the interesting things that we both had like one sentence and it's not our normal thing. But you were like, I'm going to say this about the film before I go home. Right. And you said something and I said, fair enough. Here's my one thought before we go home. And that was maybe a little bit more. And I see how it might have been like, hey, I'm really into this and this is going to be a fun show. Right. I just said so often when it happens with films like this that get rebooted and the most recent one is the Spider-Man film. Yeah. Where everybody, not only just us to some but extent, but everybody else. that's everywhere. Right. right? It's just we keep, it, just
0: keep repeating Everybody
3: else just, you know, they want something new, but when they get it, they pine for the old. Like you're never happy with either redoing something so close. to Like that film was so close to Sam Raimi's film with just little deviations. It wasn't right. deviated enough.
0: And people complained because about because otherwise why, I, why, why make do it? it exactly you know just uh, send the send the old just one back to the theaters one, right Redo or do it add
3: you know? a new scene do right. something and then when you get something like Man of Steel which takes certain liberties but just really goes in a different direction and really kind of puts people at or, odds with, or,
4: with know, the
0: iconic stuff you know
4: really actually they're even, mad about
0: that even um, you know Batman Begins even right. Batman Begins was you know, legitimately different from any Batman movie we had seen before. Right. And that was, I think, to to do that idea really well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of my main problems with this movie is that it is the writers of the Batman movies with Christopher Nolan that, you know, executive producing or right. whatever, and and kind of writing and kind of not writing, right. and who knows exactly he could have know, written whatever a bunch just a little. But knows. he's still working with uh, David Goyer, mm-hmm. who wrote all those Batman movies, and right. they collaboratively wrote them and everything. Yep. And except that now we're just going to let. Zack Snyder be the director, right. And who knows what that exactly means either if you've got Christopher Nolan on set quite a bit. Right, probably. Who you know, who knows exactly what happens behind the scenes. But what what it ends up that you have is Christopher Nolan and David Goyer taking Superman and plugging him into your Batman movie. Yeah. And, and making you know, virtually the same theory of a movie and just going but now it's about superman right and that that was a lot of the problems uh, i mean that is resulted in a lot of the problems that i had w- with the well, movie well again
3: when we were leaving and that certainly probably made you think that i was
0: really crazy about it because i said
3: you know when when audiences get something it made different,
0: it made me think that this, this is you what thought that to... was a very positive right thing. and i
3: and i didn't and i wasn't trying to mislead you i just because it was late you know i was like twelve o'clock, you know, we're trying to leave and go home and 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 I just said, you know, this is a perfect example of people should be careful for what they ask, you know, right. because now you've got something that isn't as iconically true as to what you wanted. And it doesn't basically remake the Donner films or even, you know, the Brian Singer film. It's its own film. It's this guy's version or,
0: or and even, now it's not good enough. Or even that or even beyond that, another thing that it doesn't do is it doesn't go back to like Superman mm-hmm. one or action comics whatever or whenever you know the real right the real beginnings of superman and and say and i'm going to do that it doesn't do that either yeah it 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 spins its own way and and the movie starts out with a whole lot of krypton Uh and seeing a whole lot of that which we've Never had before it,
3: it's Krypton, and we're used to seeing that both in the TV show and in the films, but it's not the Krypton you're used to seeing right like it's a very different i mean it's still Krypton, but it's a very different krypton so right.
0: and it's a very long like you said it's like twenty minutes it's a lot of it's a lot of opening up with krypton yeah. and uh one of the things that I thought was good about the movie that I was scared of with the trailers mm-hmm. is that we just go from Krypton to he's old. Right, and we have some flashbacks of his childhood. But right. you watch the trailer, and it kind of makes you think we're going to like watch a lot of his childhood. I don't know if that will be awesome. Right, but, like as though we were going in a more direct timeline. Yeah, and no, it's like he's an adult, and he has a couple of flashbacks of things that happened yep. in childhood. And I'm like, okay, well, thank God, right, that that that's yeah. the way they managed yeah. to do that. But so the so the movie begins on Krypton, and we have this whole uh Jorel and General Zod fight and it's it's kind of a weird it, it's a very weird opening for me anyway, it was very weird. And we've we've mined the planet to the to the point that somebody like you know dug that last right that one thing, inch more than you needed. And yeah. now the planet is going to explode. <laughs> right. And uh, and there's kind of a a weird scene where Jarrell is talking to like the rulers council uh, yeah. and and they refuse to admit they're wrong even in the face of the planet exploding right even to the point where once we finally get Zod captured because we have to capture him and put him in the phantom zone in and, the phantom zone right. because that you know works out with the what we have to do ness right yeah but they're not even clever enough to realize that their planet is going to explode and it's going to set them free right i mean which how could you not know that it's no. i mean it's 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 a very weird scene anyway it it actually i think works fairly well um but i the movie is so focused on zod all the time and and I don't know, it's sort of problematic strangeness. I, I I don't know. There's there's a kind of interesting thing that we could explore more or better maybe. That is the whole theory we're on with Krypton now is that everyone who's born is like pre-programmed and mm-hmm. and created in little vats and. It's like there a, there are yeah. no people just having kids right. anymore. We haven't done that for centuries. They're all
3: genetically engineered because to what we do them. is we yeah.
0: yeah, we genetically engineer everyone and and basically program them to be what they're going to be, what
3: they need in their to society. serve
0: whatever purpose right. we need. And so General Zod it, has been programmed to right. be the protector of Krypton. Right and and what you get basically is if you have someone that you've genetically created like that and program them and now krypton is going to die and that makes them crazy like right. then they snap yeah. and they go insane basically and, and and what would the effects be like i feel like we could have actually had like a pretty interesting exploration of if we had people programmed for that certain role, and then they can't do that anymore, right. and then what's that gonna to do to their mind yeah. that we've programmed it into the certain way? But yeah. we don't really kind of do that. We just kind of, it's sort of there on the side, but we don't really get too involved in it. And well, there's one thing about
3: that whole story to me, that whole aspect of the story to me, which I didn't like because I felt there were other ways to produce both Krypton, their history, and I don't speak. You know, I'm not necessarily wholly speaking as like a comic book geek. Like, oh, they got this wrong. The robes aren't supposed to be that. You know, right. it's just it seemed to me very reverse engineered to facilitate. And I don't mean wholly. It's just when you know it, when you know it, and you notice it, you see it in more places. It seemed reverse engineered plot wise and story wise to facilitate the Christ comparison, which right. is everybody's always comparing and they're right because there's a lot of similarities through the mythology of Christ to Jesus, both in the age and all the things that they do from their Christ poses to whatever. But here, basically the father and, and of the, Superman, the dual father, right? Thing, the father of Superman right. gives free will to his creation to see, you know, if it's better than what they've been doing. And that's, that just screams to me of like, okay, you know, biblical understory and it right. just, it tries too hard. So it seems heavy handed and ham fisted. And, it turned me off. but right. it, And it just seemed like, again, reverse-engineered, like, how can we make this kind of Christ-like? Well, well, we'll give him free will, and then we'll make the, oh, that's a great idea, we'll matrix all the babies. Because that's all it looked like to me, too, was right. me. I expected Keanu Reeves to pop out of one of those baby bubbles and be like, yeah, so I there know is, There is no
0: spoon. Right, yeah. So anyway, and go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that was, it, that anyways, was a
3: distraction for no, me. No, it, so.
0: it really is. And, you know, the the movie, I think a lot of the problems I had with it, I mean, you know, basically, like, uh, I'll I'll say right now that in a certain way we're going to spoil this because there's something that I want to talk about that's kind of a spoiler. And I in guess. a way too, it, weak, yeah. Uh, although you know, to me it's not really a spoiler. It's like not. if we tell you that Superman wins at the end, is that a spoiler, <laughs> right? You're I mean, ruining it. Um, I I, I that yeah. was a real question to me. I didn't know if he yeah. was going to. We can I get through. Superman might die, but we, I think we're safe to. Get, I think we can get through. You
3: know, half the show, and then be like, guess what? Now it's spoiler time.
0: Well, yeah, maybe, but um. No. That was, like you mentioned, the whole reverse engineered, and we have, oddly enough, like talked about that in several recent films, and there was a lot of this movie that was wrong. Didn't it feel like it? Exactly for that reason. Yeah. Because what they did was. They had their outline of the story, and there was like, this is the part that I want to happen, and then this is the part that I want to happen, and right. whatever you have to do to get there. Get him there, right, and, and try to make it make sense. And it, but yeah. It doesn't matter if it really fits with what we've created so far, and it doesn't matter if it fits with what Superman's whole story is supposed to be right. You know, like supposed to be in quotes based on the whole history of Superman. And right. does, is it true to like what we know about Superman or whatever? And this felt a lot eventually to me, like the last two Batman movies, which I did not love as much as everyone else yeah. because <laughs> Christopher Nolan had his point he wanted to make and he was going to do whatever he had to do with Batman and the whole mythos yeah, and everything. Your point was:
3: here's the story, and I put Batman in it. Right. Make it
0: around Batman, and, and that's and know. that's that's how this movie started to yeah. feel to me too. It was like these are these a big political overtones I want to have going on, and this is what yeah. I want to talk about, and I have the contract to make a Superman movie, so that's who I'll <laughs> I'm going to build put it that around, in, yeah. right? And and that just is really off putting to me. I want someone like Batman Begins is I'm gonna do Batman and do it the best I can. And if there's a bunch of (laughs) if there's a bunch of layers that come out of that and there's a bunch of subtext that comes out of that, then great. And if there's you know, like in Batman Begins, it's like all about fear, right? Well that's the subtext that's supposed to be there. That is the Batman subtext, right. and so we're dealing with that. And then you move on to the next two movies, and it's like, well, but I want the subtext to be about this now. And yeah. and, and if that works or doesn't with Batman, I don't care. It's what right. I'm doing. And that's how a lot of this felt. And especially with... Um, you know, one of the worst things to me about this movie was that Kevin Costner was good, but he was good almost accidentally. I mean, he was good just because He's he's because Costner. that's who Kevin Costner right. is. He's like he's a pro. You know, yeah. he just as soon as you see him on screen, you just go, Dad. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, it's like he doesn't. He didn't have to. It's not because there was good stuff written for him. He had like a lot of yeah. good stuff to do. It's just because you see him on a farm, and it's that's just who he has become. You know, I mean, it's like we. It's like we built something specifically for Kevin Costner's wheelhouse and then put Kevin Let's Costner in it. Right. Let's go get him. This and looks like Costner. And hey, so, that yeah. worked. Hey, imagine, imagine that. Right. So yeah. that was like really weird. But other than that, I hated the stuff that they did with his character in other ways. And then you know a, a, another thing that I, I really didn't like is there were several parts where – this is what I want to happen. And then you didn't need to do it in such a dumb way. Right. Like uh, the the part where his dad dies, which, you know, Superman purists are going to really especially hate. Right. Because there was an entire point to the way that his dad dies. Right. Which we completely lose. Yeah, We not only don't have that, we like kind of like really scoff at it in a way. Yeah. Because – now he dies in a way that Superman actually could easily save him from dying, and that's the opposite of right. how that's supposed to work. But not only that, that scene is so stupid. If you run back into a tornado and your odds of being killed by the tornado are like upwards of <laughs> 70, 80 upwards percent, of positive. right? <laughs> yeah. And what you're going back for is a dog, then I already hate the movie. I mean, <laughs> then what you're just saying is yeah. that Superman was raised by an idiot. I mean, right. and and he isn't supposed to be. Right. <laughs> uh, you know what? In this and, scene, and then and then the fact that Superman doesn't save him anyway. Right. It, in that exact situation is like too much for me. You know, why does it have to be a dog? You know, stick a, put a baby a, in a, a car and, wow. and maybe we would like
3: that better, but it's just. I understand what they're what they want to that say in like, that, like that
0: breaks you out I of know. the movie for me I understand so what much.
3: they want to say in that moment and they're using Pa Ken as a foil to teach him both you know, this is what he's been trying to teach him since he was a kid, and this is what he can now teach him because he's not a kid anymore. He's he's a young adult. Right. And I get it. And uh, and I can appreciate it, but it doesn't work. Right. And there's so many things about that scene. Not necessarily just what Pa Kent is supposed to be teaching him, because they've they've explored this in different ways in the comics. Like, if what if Superman landed in Russia, would he have been, you know, as pure-minded and as morally directed? You know, when when he's discovered by Ma and Pa Kent and they establish the moral grounding and his moral compass for the rest of his life, that is as akin to Superman as flying and heat vision and all that stuff. That's a big thing for him. And, and, and a, a lot so
0: of the early bits, when we see the other the other flashback parts, a, lot, a, of, little, a lot of those yeah. earlier parts work great. I think There's I think a, those are
3: some of the best parts of the movie. I thought for sure what was going to happen when that when the tornado scene happened is you know he's basically getting out of the car with his mom and dad, and they're getting everybody else out under the bridge. And there's a moment where they're all together again quickly when Pa's, you know, Costner's like, go under the bridge, get your mother there. And I'm thinking, okay, he's going to do this so that he can come back. And you know, disobey his dad again, and basically show everybody around right. him that he's got these powers. And then there's going to be this thing, this another moment of lesson.
2: I, I and
3: I thought that was going to be great. Right. I really thought that was and going that to didn't happen. happen. I,
2: I
0: really thought that was going to happen too, because I was still up until the very end. I was like still sticking with the idea that that's not how his dad dies. Well, even even in the canon of so Superman. I got kind of like thrown by that right. a little bit until, and you know, there is like that. The moment that they're lo- they're building this all up for the payoff right. of Kevin Costner like holding up his hand and right. like shaking his head right, <clears throat> and that payoff doesn't actually pay off when you right. do everything leading up to it in such a I feel like really goofy. It was really way, clumsy, you
3: know? and even even Diane Lane who plays his mother, Mar- you know Martha Kent, if right. she had just been like next to him and she's standing right next to him like Clark, get your father, get him. Like right. I don't want to watch my husband die like this when he doesn't have to because you can get him right the lesson there should have been you know he saves his dad and his dad admonishes him and says you need to keep this stuff secret like right. i've been telling you all the movie yeah, know like right. for two hours i've been telling you this and what clark should have said is you're too important i can't do that and right. there's another lesson there that he has to learn and then learn gravely later right but they don't one of my big things overall about the film Is to some extent, and we've talked about this before, and I've mentioned it with other filmmakers and and other artists, is these guys got a hold of this. And I don't necessarily just mean Nolan and Goyer, but I do kind of also mean Zack Snyder. Um, Because I don't know to what extent, you know, it's easy to throw Christopher Nolan in because of all the Batman stuff. Right. I just think these were the wrong guys to do the movie overall because they didn't understand what they were, what they had as a property. Right. Like all the mistakes that they made, not because of fanboyness or because of, but it ties into kind of what we're talking about here, which is is a very easy scene to convey the bigger message both in the story and in the, you know, in the in the canon of Superman, and they screw it up every way possible right. without needing to know what they're doing wrong because they think they're doing and. There's an avenue of thought there that's like, well, this is Zack Snyder's, you know, and to some extent everybody else's. This is the direction they wanted to tell the story, and I can appreciate it. And I'm not against going outside of canon for stuff, but make it make sense. Make it believable. And when you can't, it just echoes to me when people get properties like, and it's not a huge digression, but it's like, you know, when Rob Zombie gets Halloween, for example, he doesn't understand Michael Myers. He doesn't understand what it makes that whole thing scary. And because of that. It doesn't work. To me, this feels like Zack Snyder and maybe even David Goyer, who seems to be very capable at writing a lot of stuff, but that doesn't make him perfect at writing everything. These guys just don't seem to get this. And in the end, what I kept coming back to, even though there are superheroic battles and Superman is in it, this is basically an okay sci-fi film. It's not a very good Superman movie. Right.
0: Or superhero movie. Right. You know? And and, and like, this is a perfect like scene said, to examples. Like you said, in, in that example, you know, there is the what I want to be the big thing in this movie is this whole like paranoia and this whole like if people find right. out right. what you can do and I want that to be a major theme going on. Yeah. Now how do i have to ruin superman in order to make sure that that's what it is <laughs> yeah. it like it doesn't matter they don't they go here's a good way that i can showcase that where right. we have superman's dad get killed and let himself get killed and 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 basically insist that he get killed and superman it, oh, not right. save him right? right because that will demonstrate the thing that i want to be the theme where he has this major paranoia over how horrible it will be if he reveals himself too soon right. or if people know that he exists and that's the theme that I want to have right. and if that messes up superman that's, that's too bad it. and that's the that's the real i mean to hold it accountable to the other films
3: is both reasonable and unreasonable at a certain point but that's one of the things that the donner film made 30 years ago got right so simply and it's not just because of the voiceover, you know, in that film Pod dies from a heart attack. Right. And Clark Kent says, All those powers, all those things I can do when I couldn't save him. Right. Like that's that's the lesson. Like that's the gravity of that kind of situation is you are this person, but you can't do everything. Right. And sometimes you can't do anything for the people that you love. Right. Not just, hey, I'm this hurricane feels kind of good. Let me stay
0: in the tornado for another minute and oh, okay, now I'm dead.
3: Right stupid
0: yeah I don't know and even like leading right up to that scene they're having the fight in that scene and you know Pa Superman says yeah, right uh, you know so what's wrong with farming we've been farming for five generations and we, right. you're too good to for there's no way Superman's dad would ever said that <laughs> yeah there's no way that you can be the dad of Superman no matter what it is that you expect to happen with Superman and go why don't you just pretend forever that you're not Superman and right. just be a farmer? There's no way that he would ever have said There's
3: anything like that. I didn't like the whole turn that that took, especially with how close it was to the tornado. But right. I actually did like a moment of it, even though in a weird way for a while the film started to stabilize and feel a little bit like it had some stuff going for it. That felt really awkward and out of place, but I actually liked Costner in it. I don't know that I liked Kevin Costner's version who I'm sure Zack Snyder told him what to do of Pa Kent, but I like Kevin Costner in the movie. Like I like just seeing Costner so act. Did I. So did and, I. and all this stuff. Like when he's like, "Look, you're right. I'm not your dad, you know." And, right. and we did the best that we could. He turns the guilt on Superman, right. which is worse than Kryptonite because I thought he was going to lip quiver and R- cry right, right into right. like the Fortress uh, of Solitude, right? And, but but I like you know it, the dialogue that they have isn't great, but that moment felt. Like
0: at some point it should be there, but it it's just clumsy, right? And and Man. like I said, I liked a lot of the other scenes where we, uh, yeah, are looking back at their life. Right. Even some of the scenes that uh, apparently a lot of people have not liked, or a lot of right. critics have not liked. For example, you know, all he keeps telling him all the time is, "You have to pretend that you're not. You know, you can't let you're people know. Capable. You can't right. just." You can't just go around, you know, destroying everything. You have to, you have to keep it a secret and everything like that. And then he saves the kids in the bus, right? And then they go uh, outside and have this talk, and he, and he goes, "What was I supposed to do? Let him die?" And you know, it's not like Kevin Costner says yes, <laughs> right? Right? That would be a, that would be a different His thing. Maybe is a very yes maybe though. It is, but
3: it's, it it yeah, is a
0: very it is a very yes maybe. But I think it's a really good example of. You know, showing just how much struggle he has with this. Yeah. Because really, he's clearly going. Well, no. Right. Of you course shouldn't not. just let people right. die when you're right there. But maybe. Right. Yeah. You, you, you got to think but, about. The but way. he's right. really he's really giving you in just a few lines of dialogue. A lot of showing how much he has to struggle right. with this all the time, every day. Right. Because you know, because even for him and his super paranoia and everything, there's some part of him that is sitting there going, "Well, you know, go obviously, right. you're Superman, go right. be Superman, <laughs> yeah. you know there's some part of him yeah. that's kind of going, "Of course, you should save them, you know, but yeah. maybe and and, yeah. and I thought a lot of those scenes were really good, yeah. and it just made it all the more irritating that well, and, so much of the other stuff was bad right,
3: and if it had been handled just a little different. It's funny too because all of those moments with Costner are the foundation for the climax that everyone loves or hates or or tolerates. You know, basically, he's he's entire he, throughout Clark's entire life. It seems like Kevin Costner is basically saying you have to be careful, and there are decisions that you have to kind of think through a little bit more. And sometimes, see, one of the things that I liked about the the story was that it's not always about a hero, even Superman, who can do pretty much anything. It's not about him choosing, you know, the right decision or the wrong decision. That comes as a, you know, adolescent and you're through your character development. But sometimes your decision is bad and even worse. And you got to figure out which one of those it's going to be. Right. And can you live with even worse? Or do you just take bad? You know, you're always trying to make the best of the worst, but sometimes it's not good or bad. It's really just bad and and even worse. And one of the things that that I thought was handled fairly well enough is that his whole story in the film, basically Kevin Costner is teaching Clark Kent that he's going to have to make the decision he's going to have to make at the end. Right. That maybe sometimes it is okay for someone to die. Right. Some people may argue, you know, because again, this isn't the Pa Kent that, you know, everyone's used to, or the guy who was so fundamental in his structuring of the moral compass of his adopted kid. You would never think that John Ford, You know, when the Donner film would be like, I know you can kick a football and you could probably run through all these guys playing any sport you wanted to. But, you know, you should do it anytime you want because a letter, you know, being a letterman for Smallville is the most important thing. Like you get a sense that that's kind of where not Costner is, but that's not the pocket people are used to seeing. Right. But still, and even when we talked about the trailers – I thought that that was purposely cut to show Kevin Costner saying, "Maybe you should let people die." Right. I thought just it was purposely cut just, that, just to get right. the internet buzz and the fanboys and, going, and
0: then to see it really play uh, out like that. And uh, I'm like, wow, and, and you don't kind of like you don't get it in the trailer in the way that you get it no, in the movie. Don't. So it it ultimately I think it works great in the movie. I
2: yeah.
0: don't think it works great in it the trailer. It looks tricky. The trailer. It looks like you're going. Well, wait
3: a I minute. I just wish also that they weren't. That somebody was better at this kind of thing because there's a lot of stuff in Superman specifically that feels that I felt I had to do all the work for them. Like I had to do all the work for their relationship between Lois and Clark. Right. I, know they, was, I
0: know they. I know they had. There was nothing going on. And it I had weird. to.
3: And Costner was the one that I felt did the best job of the supporting characters to convey, like what you just said, which is he's struggling with a lot of these things. Like he's got this kid that he loves. Right. And he wants to do the right thing and teach him the right ways. But it's hard for him to, to protect him because he knows he's in danger all the time if this gets out. And that's awesome. And he he portrays all that. But I just wish I didn't also have to carry the wheelbarrow of all that stuff. for right. them. And especially when I see, you know, we're getting closer to the end, but especially when it becomes destruction porn, like battles right, that exactly. go on for 20 minutes too long and all these things where. Nobody cares about the casual deaths of everybody around. You know, there's a huge collateral damage that's both monetary and life, but also just story that doesn't make any sense as it goes forward. And they sacrificed all the stuff that I was really looking forward to just to give
0: me a bunch of this. Just for – and and we're probably definitely going to go over our hour because we're not even going to get to play any of these clips. And And there's actually a lot more to talk about. And, you know, you mentioned the destruction porn and – you know, man, when that started happening to me, I just shut down so much I didn't watching care. the movie because you know, as much as I will in a kind of devil's advocate way uh defend Michael Bay uh during a lot of the stuff that that he does, you know, this was this was to the point where if Michael Bay was actually this bad, yeah. I would hate him as much as everybody right. else. It you, was it, you, it, <laughs> it, it was beyond ridiculous and what's what's funny is there were times when i when we were watching that that i i was looking for did they actually just cut this right from the avengers because i've seen this exact (laughs) thing happen where we're destroying all these buildings right except that it's like imagine all the destruction in the final scenes of of the avengers right or whatever and you know imagine that it goes on for like 25 more minutes than, <laughs> you know it, than it does you know you've
3: movie. gone you know you've done too much when michael bay in a screening would have been like dude that's too much Like, I would have even cut that back. You know,
0: you've gone overboard, you know. And not only that, but, you know, the way this movie plays out, and it's funny because if you're watching a Superman movie or even like the Avengers, where, you know, you've got Thor and the Hulk and Iron Man and everybody is like super, super strong, and Mm -hmm. this is obviously the problem that we have talked about before. When you have a superhero movie, part of the problem is that you build up everyone as indestructible and then have to have them fight each other. So, how does that happen, right? right? Well, obviously, that's like to the nth level when it's Superman, because Superman really is indestructible. And what you're giving us for him to fight are other Supermans. Right. And so it's even worse. So our answer to that somehow is we will just let them punch each other and destroy everything for like 20 minutes. and. And how is that an answer? And like I said, we're going to kind of ruin part of the movie or or have a spoiler, and I'm going to just throw that out now, that he kills General Zod at the end, which is you know, just the most anti-Superman thing that you could ever do because Superman does not kill people, right? No matter what it is, Superman, <laughs> kind is, of, but... Superman does not kill people even to the point that if you read Superman comics, it's totally annoying. He, right, yeah. it, it, if you are a big fan and read Superman comics like forever, yeah. right, he will not kill people even when you're reading the book, going just
2: friggin' just kill, him.
0: kill him, right? This is one because of these, he uh... has to. He, you know, he will build prisons. He's and got a moral code, whatever, it, and right. he doesn't want to kill anyone. And that would be <laughs> bad enough, right? Right. You know, what was the worst part of that for me. What I was actually okay with killing him. And and not only was I kind of okay with killing him, but we have built the world up to that point to where he has no actual other option. Right. But only because we've built the world that way and we've decided that's what we want to happen. It's not like we couldn't have made it so that he didn't have to kill him. He could have not had to kill him. I mean, obviously, it's happened before. He's not killed plenty of people for a hundred years, right? Well, yeah. But we've we've built this movie sort of so that You know what can he do with him? There's nothing he no more Phantom Zone. There's nothing he can do with him to to not kill him. Right. The part and and I kind of knew it was coming by the time I had watched the whole movie and and knew what will he do with him? He he could maybe stick him on his ship where he's in the life support of Krypton where he wouldn't have superpowers and then he could be in a prison. Maybe that somehow could kind of be some sort of option. I don't know, but anyway. The the movie clearly is directing you that way the whole time. You know there's going to be no other result, and then we obviously get General Zod's line that he will never stop. Right. And, and the whole, thing, like, there, stop. And the like, whole thing there is like this whole thing where it, do you snap? If you're General Zod, do you at that point then just become completely insane? Right. Because he has actually nothing vested in – killing anyone it it's, right. it's, it's just, just to hurt him it's just it's just an a, insane right. revenge that now now he's him. just going to kill everyone and apparently like be the only people the only person in the universe is going to be him right that we know of right? right yeah so it's just like you're insane the thing that the thing that got me about that was that he snapped his neck yeah i thought that was ludicrous no yeah. that that happened in he, the movie and i almost thought it was like a joke yeah. because he can't possibly kill him that way or they would both be dead long ago in in all the stuff that we just know, watched yeah. that cannot possibly
3: kill him. There there are two thoughts about that whole thing that I have, and one is incendiary because of the day I had yesterday with a few people. It's kind of funny. People love to think of oh, – in the DC comic universe is everywhere. There's multiple Earths. There's multiple people doing right, all these right. things. In the comic books, Superman is killed before. It's it's his last resort He doesn't enjoy doing it, he doesn't want to do it He's always had a different way This movie paints them into a corner because he's not Like the Christopher Reeve Superman Who had a fortress of solitude and all the knowledge And everything, basically this film's Clark Kent kind of meets the specter Of his dad in like a and like an app store right who figures
0: out all this stuff and he doesn't uh, who have it was really else. good too we should not yeah russell crowe's really yeah he was great so in the, the movie, two I
3: things thought. that happen here are everyone's like livid that he would kill because superman doesn't kill in the past he's killed a couple people one of which is ben zod in the comics and not like a you know not like a future thing it's right. just he's had to do it because he realizes this is this thing so there's there's a little bit of a precedent there but everyone's kind of twisted their knickers and over it. But the thing that's interesting about the last part of the film for me is how, you know, it, there's a Christ metaphor going on for Superman. I don't think I'm reading too far into this. There's a big, and I hate doing this because everything's post 9-11, but there's a big post 9-11 thing going yeah. on here where, of course, Superman is, you know, apple pie, Boy Scouts. He's the American dream right. for this thing. How heavy-handed of a metaphor is it And I don't mean that negatively, That you have, um, you know, you basically have soldiers in an aircraft over New York City who are attacking the city and whose primary like offensive weapon is to change the gravity of the planet. Like that is not necessarily too far fetched from a 9-11 metaphor, which is very easy to see that General Zod is a terrorist and he's there. And what the filmmakers seem to be wanting to do is this is America's response. We've got Captain Apple Pie here. And he's going to plead and beg and do everything he can, including suffer great collateral damage and all of this stuff. It, but in, in the end, his result, including
0: is, even say right. that he's as American as a gets, right? Which I think, was, right? Yeah. yeah. But
3: ultimately, what the Cookie. filmmakers seem to want to be saying, and that nobody, your general audience, not your fanboy audience, not your critic audience, but you know the 200 Metacritic guys who are a variation of what's out there, they want to see America defeat the terrorists. Basically, they want to see us do what we have to do try to do everything we can right but if it comes to that decision and they don't want to the
0: and they don't want the movie to end with him locked up in a cell right. that because he could escape, escape from escape. again and or whatever because we know that's whatever. the sequel right. bait but you know and in a way i you know
3: when they started making that have to be the only option and i was giving it more credit because i'm like well this is what pa kent has been lecturing you about for 33 years you know it's still just
0: it's still it still went weird. And so yeah. now here's, uh, so we've talked about some problems. And like I said, we're totally going to go over for sure because we have some got a bunch uh, of clips. interview clips that we want to play. But I want to the, hear them. The other thing that I wanted to say, um, I think what we're going to actually do is, since there's only like five minutes left right. or, or so, we're going to uh, save those and we will do them okay. like right after the live show ends. So they will be obviously right, right there for yeah. the podcast. But. You know, the other thing that I wanted to say, and this is a very weird thing because it's a superhero movie, and it's even a very weird thing for me, but the way that this movie worked itself out and was so interested for reasons that I cannot actually understand, it it was so interested in just destroying everything. Yeah which is exactly what everyone complains about in Michael Bay movies is that <laughs> yeah. you know destruction d- you know once we destroyed the first 50 buildings mm-hmm. did we have to destroy the 51st one did we have to watch that happen too right. and this movie man if you're going to complain about that happening in a movie and it's it not is- this one right. i don't know how that can be <laughs> yeah because this movie the destruction scenes go on so long that it actually got to the point where what started to annoy me was the fact that they were having the battle in the first place and everything about our our complete disbelief in the laws of physics in the movie. And I'm like, if I get that lost by your superhero movie by a fight scene, you know, then yeah. it's gone so wrong. Like then the the story had just distanced itself from me so much. Yeah. You know, there are the scenes where we get character development, right? They're like five minute scenes that we trim down to like forty five seconds, and that 's all you that 's all you get and boom, we have to move on to something else that gets destroyed right There are fight scenes and destroying stuff scenes that are like two minutes long that we have to watch for fifteen minutes yeah. and and everything like that just goes on forever. There are even cool parts in the movie. Like when the bad guys jump in the air and take down the planes, mm-hmm. you could do interesting stuff with that scene, right? By the time we watch that scene, I don't care. Right, I, I just watch it and go, great, great. destroy do, the plane. Yeah, Who right, cares? Right. Move on. You know, get me somewhere now. Mm-hmm. And when the when the buildings start falling, God, that goes on for just ever. We destroy it, we destroy everything in Metropolis, and we have to watch it forever. Right. And then it gets to the point where I just start going, okay. Now I'm so bored that the things that start irritating me about the movie are like uh, Lois gets saved from the ship, and the little thing crashes into the earth and makes a crater right. that is like as big as a living room. <laughs> right. When clearly that thing would, you know, that thing is so big that it would destroy half the earth in itself. <laughs> right. The fact that that fell to earth, right. right? and it makes a crater that's barely bigger than itself yeah which i i just should not pay attention to you that you, you should can't, be you should yeah, be you able can't to do that, that. Yeah. you should be able to do that and no one would pay attention or care right. and we just move on right because the story should be grabbing me and then you know there's like other things i just start watching like you know they they pick up a truck and throw it yeah. which is fairly classic Superman that's pretty, material, yeah, right?
3: That's right in the wheelhouse for it. But
0: the way that they do it in this movie, it's not like somebody picks up a truck and throws it at Superman. Somebody picks up a truck and throws it like three miles away. right? And then I just start going, you know, if you have the force to get a truck to instantly <sighs> right. reach this speed, it would actually just implode it right. would not go right. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It would be like if you throw a you know, wheel of cheese really hard, eventually your hand just moves through the cheese. The cheese doesn't go anywhere, right? Right. And that stuff like that kept happening so many yeah. times. And then it would be like, you know, I can throw a satellite <laughs> and yeah. the satellite is strong enough to withhold the force that I'm using to throw it. Right. But when it hits Superman, it like blows Look up out, or right, yeah. crushes or yeah. you know, whatever. And then it and then I just started getting so incredibly bored with what was going on. Right. And then finally they're having this big fight where they're throwing each other. You know, Zod punches or Zod or one of his super cronies or whatever right. at at some <laughs> yeah. point right. punches Superman who goes flying for like a half a mile through buildings. Right. right? And then I just start thinking is that really what would happen? Right. Is that really what a battle between them would look like? You, you know, because if we are of equal strength and you punch me as hard as you can, would I go anywhere? Would right. I? Would I actually move? Mm-hmm. Or, and the fact that I'm having those thoughts just means <laughs> you're totally your disengaged from awful. the film at this point, <gasps> right, right? Right. I mean, I just was so out of it, and there was so much focus on Zod and whatever it is that we wanted to uh okay so we're just about to run out of time on the live show um it's going to end and basically i think what we're going to do is just pretend that we don't notice right, right. We'll we'll just, we're just we're just going to keep going thanks for
3: checking this uh, yeah, out yeah if
0: and... you if you listen if you tuned in live you know thanks so much for being around um it's uh, all our listeners are uh obviously according to research that we've conducted the greatest people on earth right and thank you for tuning in <laughs> yeah um but yeah we're just going to keep going um And there'll be like a weird little blip here when it ends, I guess. But they were so focused on talking about Zod and trying to make Zod into something. And like I said, we have these clips where we're looking at Zod. And I'm hoping that when Michael Shannon talks about Zod, what he (laughs) means is that there's like uh, the alternate last half hour that will be on the DVD (laughs) where (laughs) where things will be different. That'll be interesting. And and that's what he's talking about, but. They're so focused on what they want to say with Zod that it's a, it's just another example, like you said, uh, where we're kind of reverse engineering. We're starting with what we want to happen, and we're getting there however we right. can, whether it makes sense or not. Because what we're doing with Zod, like this really stood out to me for some reason that could just be another Example of how bored I was but we're what we're trying to say is that Zod is like basically just lost his mind Right. He's taken being a military leader of an entire race of people and His job is to protect them and he's faced even at the beginning uh, Like what he does at the beginning, which is he tries to just have a coup right and, and take over and what he's looking for there is is actually try some way to save them because the political leaders will not right. recognize the danger and he is you know as we said like he's programmed to protect his race and now he's suddenly in a very difficult position of having to save them from themselves right and that could be so interesting yeah <laughs> right right and it's not <laughs> and and yeah. what what we end up getting is but then we know that the planet has to be destroyed so we're creating this thing that we want to do but then also the planet has to get destroyed so that superman can right. make his can way it here it and yeah. whatever and then what we have is now he's in that crazy position where you know first of all he's being rejected by his own uh, race of people and right. his efforts to save them, <laughs> and being locked up for it, mm-hmm. and and then he's again faced with the fact that now he has. Even at the beginning of the movie, he says at the end that now he has no people right to protect. But that that's even still there at the beginning of the movie. He's got his little yeah. band that got locked up with him, so some people exist, <laughs> right. right? But his whole you know purpose in life has to be to try to get them right get them and, back into being a race. Yeah. And what we're trying to sell is that this has made him completely snap and now he's insane and basically like in a kind of power hungry way right. where you know his answer is the only answer and he should be the supreme right. ruler and he eventually makes his way to Earth because he thinks that's where the codex is that uh, that has all this genet- superman genetics genetic yeah he genetic this alarm by accident right so um but so his plan is right he needs the codex back to start making babies again right. and and whatever and and the whole thing is that he's gone insane and his answer is the only answer and he's kind of power mad and now he finds himself on a planet where he could not only, not only could he be superman right but he could just make a whole race of superman right. to populate this planet with yeah. and they would all be his kryptonians who are all superman and the plan he comes up with is to destroy that fact by making the surface of the Earth like Krypton, right. so that he would make a race of regular Kryptonians right. who don't have any superpowers. And I just don't believe that he makes yeah. that decision. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you give the insane person the keys to the kingdom. Right, and he goes. No. Nope. Well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. No, nope. what I want to do instead. They is... did kill all the humans, and not only that, but he could he could just ha- he doesn't have to destroy all the humans. He could just leave Earth the way it is, start spitting out uh, everyone a while, yeah, and have a race of slaves right. built right. into the Earth. They may, they
3: they throw a little bit of bait for the sequels too. Like there's going to be certain things in them. And one of the things that they discover when they're kind of gallivanting around looking for the codex is that there were Kryptonians that were um, colonizing other planets. Not full-on colonized, but there they they were other Kryptonians well, and they, on other planets. And they knew and they, that.
0: It was just a long time ago, and the, right. the, the whole colony effort apparently got shut down. Right. And and, and another thing that well, I – You know somewhere there will be
3: some colonist who survived through something, and he found super you – know, Right, and, and our, our story
0: that. is that Krypton apparently just decided to cut themselves off right. from all of these colonies or whatever. And so they've all died right. because they were cut off from Krypton. And somehow built into the story is that we've got like, you know, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's like 20,000 years yeah. of Krypton has not progressed in any way. That's a long time <laughs> for, a, for an advanced civilization. And if you can just kind of gloss that over, <laughs> I guess it's okay. But when they're relaying all this information about the past of Krypton to you, that you kind of go. Right. What, what, now, what, what? Now? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, it, one interesting thing before we get to the, you know, before we get to the audio clips is it's interesting, too, to see if potentially this is like we've already seen this movie. One of the things I was telling to um, some people yesterday, which is we kind of have the blueprint if it stays the course for what these films are going to be. It, it did mass numbers. It's, it, you know, they've already had the sequel, you know, in their mind. They're doing right. This, this kind of follows potentially the idea of um, what we saw with the Batman films, you know, that this is not, he didn't fight his arch nemesis, Lex Luthor in this film, right. You know, but there were, there were two quick nods to the Batman movie. There was like the, the satellite had Wayne Enterprises on it. I don't know if you saw that. And the truck, you know, the information stuff had Lex, Lex core, right. You know, the next film is probably going to be all about Luthor doing all these things. And there's a lot of people that are, you know short-sighted because of the of the immediacy of it they just saw the film they're irritated or in love with the fact that he kills zod you got to kind of look at the this is going to be a series of films this is going to be a trilogy easy
0: right and, and, it's gonna and be, they're all upset like oh going to be more superman then we've got justice league to work things together into know,
3: and you know and going to tie into everything so anyway
0: right and and <laughs> you know uh the other thing about the movie uh, for me, before we like jump into these, um, l- these look like these I, I, like I said, a couple of them are are the cast and Zack Snyder talking about Zod and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think the weird thing that I don't think people should overlook, hopefully, you know, with all of the regular people voting and liking this movie a lot, right. the thing that is so weird for me about this movie is, um, you have to kind of try and figure out how, why is superman still around why like as a comic book why does superman still exist despite the fact that the whole problem with superman is that there's no way to have him fight anything that's interesting in some sense right, right. he's completely indestructible he has superpowers he has that a are, new power every are, day th- that yeah. are outrageous yeah. right and it's almost like if you look back historically going through superman it's almost like you know he's got a built-in utility belt of here's a problem i have i'll have a new superpower for it or right. you know whatever i mean he's got plenty of different superpowers and and everything that he needs to do and you can't destroy him and yet we figure out ways to have interesting stories and it's it's because i think it's at least arguably because you know, Superman comics are never about any of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're, 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 the they're about thing. like yeah, they're about like you know the whole father figure story and, right. and a, about a lot of the time, especially when we get back to some of these earlier things, like you know, how do you help people without making it seem like you helped anyone, right. Or, You know, right. like be sneaky about I, stuff like that. But but now we have. We jump right into the ultimate battle of things that can't destroy each other. Right. And so we have to have this outrageously long battle that they have because we've already built up the idea that we have things colliding that cannot destroy each other. And yet Superman goes, yeah, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And you're dead. And <clears throat> and it's just – it's such a weird end to the movie where yeah. he just goes, oh, well, then fine. I'll snap your neck. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, one of the things—it's—it's it's like the whole battle, the whole time was only whether or not Superman was really committed to killing him. Right. And then finally he says, "Okay, it turns out I have to kill you, so now you're just dead instantly." Right. And you know, General Zod did not have any a, any problem with the idea that he was trying to kill him the right. whole time. Right. And why is Superman not yeah. dead? I mean, it's just—it's such a like when you—it's such a weird like kind of sellout thing. To you know, this is what I want to ultimately happen. And if any of it makes any sense to anything, right. even the things we've said before, never mind the whole Superman mythos. Yeah. And the thing that I think is weird is like the exact same thing that I said with the other Batman movies, which is if this is the story you want to tell, make up a new superhero. Right. right. And, and, one of the things that, do
3: it, one of the trappings with Superman, you know, and this is real quick because I didn't want to hear this the audio stuff. But one of the trappings is they built him so strong that you have to create you know, a world beater to come in who right. just happens to be in the neighborhood and is like, hey, I'll try my luck against you. You're you're tough. Right. You have so, to
0: you have to get all these like aliens. And there's always somebody misses, Well there's
3: always right. somebody from Krypton who survives somewhere. Like right. this is the most survivable, you know, exploding planet I've ever seen. But but that that said, when you have somebody who is so indestructible and so self empowered, you know, everyone's always like he's always he's got a weakness for magic. And I don't want to see David Blaine fights
0: Superman, and, okay? And, and somebody but, grabs a piece of crap, right, tonight. Right. Or
3: but what I really want to see is if you're that empowered, then go for your weakness, which is what can't you do? And that's like, I can't save the people I love. Right. And even if I am Superman, maybe my responsibilities, maybe my life, maybe all these things create conflict in things that I have no power over, which
0: is other human beings. You know, and, and that right, is you why get, you this get movie people, fails. You get a lot of a lot of times throughout the history of Superman comics where what the people are threatening is not Superman, but all the 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 other people. right. right.
3: And what you get then is a movie, uh, specifically a story that could be a movie that isn't what we got here, which is the gravity of everything is a 35-minute fight scene when 20 minutes of that would have been better served to developing character and conflict and things that he has no power to stop even though he is the most empowered of all and that's you know and that's just why i say these guys don't get it like they think it's super punches explosions flying capes and indestructibility and that's not the story for me but it's certainly i mean this thing's doing crazy box office and it's getting not only just crazy box office one could argue that the phantom menace did crazy box office but the reviews were horrid this thing's getting user reviews right. through the roof right so how how closely do you want to look at it? How much of a fanboy can you stop being? You know, I, I also, don't know.
0: It's it, it's very weird. But here's uh, my prediction. I'll I'll throw out on that, which uh, because it it is getting great user reviews. Yeah. It's not a hundred percent horrible critic reviews. It's not like everybody. It, it's not like every single critic in the world is saying they hate it. Right. It's just that a lot of critics are. Not saying that they like Like it it. uh, a whole lot. Well,
3: they see the flaws everywhere. And
0: and, you know, my prediction about that is it's a, you know, it has its fun moments. If you if you don't care particularly about Superman historically or whatever, then probably there are not that many problems. And you know, as Michael Bay has proven, there are plenty of people who just want to go see a bunch of crap smashed all the time, right? Yeah, big popcorn film and. But I, I do have to say, uh, this is for me. I, I mean, there there are plenty of good things about it too. It's, it, it has its yeah. It's it, not it, a horrible flat out. It has, its, out movie, its, it has yeah. its good times and it and it's enjoyable as just a popcorn film. And the more you can make yourself not think about it, the better it is. But this is, I think. Uh, the worst movie that I've ever seen just in terms of like that fight sceneness and the building destroying and I mean it seriously went on so long yeah that I really got to the point where I could not believe that it was still happening it was like if you got um, if you got the blu-ray and it said now see the hour-longer version with all of the fight scene stuff and you were watching that and right. you were going well i mean now at this point i've chosen to watch that right i knew right. that was coming right. and then so okay i want to see what they do with the special effects yeah it was it was really unbelievable to me how long it went on yeah uh, right. but okay we'll we'll check out some uh some clips here and hopefully we won't have any feedback um i think we'll we'll actually start because i just think this is weird um with uh, our zod focus. So first we'll have uh Shannon talking about his own character. He uh,
4: rose through the ranks and um he's a very fierce fiercely devoted warrior, fiercely loyal to Krypton. Uh Krypton finds itself in a bad way. And he's trying to figure out what to do about it, how to solve the problem, how to keep Krypton from disappearing. I think anyone who's a warrior uh, and spends that much of their life training to be a warrior and and, uh, following out uh, orders, uh, once that structure is taken away from them, uh, that society is taken away from them, they still have the uh the impulse uh, I mean it's a very becomes part of you you know uh whatever you do in your life if you do it for long enough um, how do you just let that go
0: and we're just gonna jump right into uh Zack Snyder's similar talking about Zod.
2: I didn't want Zod to be just be a villain because you want your villain to be relatable, but he's not written that way either. He's not just a villain. He has a point of view that's pretty solid. You know, he has pretty his motiv, the, what motivates him to do the things he does in the movie are completely within the morality of his point of view. You know, if you he, like Superman, hopefully the audience would be like, I guess if I were him, I might do the same thing. And I think that's what makes him interesting, is that you you are presented with a character that um, really, from his point of view, is striving to do the right thing. You know, but it just happens to be a kind of slightly broken point of view.
0: <laughs> and, and so I think that, you know, for me, the big takeaway on both of those is... That sounds awesome, right? That's not That's actually not what, what happened we, yeah. at all, right? Uh, and and it's so disappointing to you know uh, Michael Shannon is awesome. He is awesome. He is he is great in everything I've ever seen him in. Yep, and he always is, he is a guy who even when he's got some characters that you kind of think are are maybe not. The, the, you know, especially looking back a few years in his career, uh, where he can take characters mm-hmm. that maybe are not super developed, it, yeah, and he surpasses what what he's given. i watch him in with, those, with those characters, yeah. And it, you know, he's he's not some guy who just like shows up and does some acting. I mean, he. You know that he thinks about everything going right. on with the character and and uh, I mean he is he really is amazing, yeah, I think actually, like working today, he is easily one of my favorite actors because he so clearly is about the crap, yeah, I mean he's really into it, yeah, so he's not giving an opinion on Zod now where it's like you know he just just wrong and doesn't know what he's talking about, right. right. But that is so not right. That is so not what we get. Right. And I wonder if we if we took like the you know six and a half hour version of this movie that probably exists if you put every scene that was ever shot together right. and make a movie out of it if if we wouldn't kind of get that. But that is so not what we get, and that that would be so interesting because you know uh, like you got you got Snyder talking about this character which. They seem to be talking about the same character, uh, who is not who ends up in the movie. But when you have like Snyder saying, you know, I want the audience to look at Zod and go, I might do that. You have to lock that person up (laughs) now. If if somebody says that about this Zod that we got, then they're insane. I mean, that's that's not what we get. And if you had made this movie with this idea really, really seriously in mind. That what we want to say is that, you know, Zod's not insane. Right. He's just, you know, he's he maybe lost it a little he's bit. Obsessed he's obsessed and he's, he's had, you his, know, he's had his whole race destroyed and he's trying to get him back. Right. And he doesn't know what to do with himself. and And this is like all he knows and all he has. And I don't think that you would still ever get to the point where, people in the audience might say I would probably do that but you could clearly like really sympathize with him as yeah. not being just a villain right then we would probably have had about a you know 50 times better movie right it would have been something actually interesting to analyze and and get involved in the character struggle
3: yeah
0: um, anyway we got a couple now uh, we've got Superman talking about himself and his upbringing and then we've got uh, Costner <laughs> Uh, talking about Superman uh, which I think is actually a pretty interesting clip but they're both kind of responding to a question about Superman in general so we'll put those kind of together
1: Jonathan Martha raised him to be the good person Um, the traditional moral man and I think Kevin and Diane brought that to the characters exceptionally well. Um, Kevin had an incredible sort of openness and softness and traditional dad type way about him uh, when he played the character and it was absolutely it was very easy to feed off and and, and the same with Diane. She played the, the caring mother so well and who was still there's still that essence of slight fear of Cal or Clark for her because she knows what he's capable of, and certainly with our interaction when I was playing young Clark, it's, it's what will he do, what will he do constantly, and I thought that was fantastic. It, when, when I'm older, she ha, she's totally come to accept it, and, I, and she knows I'm a controlled, controlled person, and she, she portrayed that wonderful strength, um, which is where Superman gets a lot of his strength from, as much as it may be genetic. Um, his upbringing, his his nurturing, if you will, is from the likes of Jonathan and Martha, and the strength which Kevin and Diane brought to those roles makes it so easy to play that kind of strength. The
3: DNA is kind of the same. He has his Earth parents and and uh, Jonathan and and
0: Martha, and um, and I think you know uh, the way we kind of think about it a little bit is that you know he clark
3: gets his kind of his dna from his uh uh, space father from his from from another galaxy but he gets his character from jonathan so um the dna from for the one and then the 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 character about who he is as a person as he walks on earth he's
0: learned from his mother and his father I think uh, yeah. I think those are actually both interesting, too, because yeah. you can listen to people talk about their own movie in ways that seem very positive and then right. realize that we never got any part of that movie yeah. that any of them are talking about. And and the, the other thing that, it, you know, to me, because I'm crazy, is kind of interesting is that Kevin Costner obviously is not a huge Superman fan because <laughs> – yeah, nobody who pays a lot of attention at all. to Superman says his space father. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> Superman. Yeah. Who knows where on the junket that
3: came in. But that's the, that's the stuff that we were talking yeah. about and that I mentioned specifically earlier, which is one of his greatest abilities. You know, if you want to call it a power, that's fine, which is, you know, what they imparted on him, which was your moral compass always in this direction. Right. Y- you know, this is the decent thing to do. This is how we live our lives. And this is how you should do. And you're going to have a greater responsibility because you have greater power. And it's all going to come together. And you're I mean, Superman isn't just, you know, the embodiment of all of our dreams and wants, which is to be powerful enough to do anything, you know, to be strong enough to to be the strongest person in our lives and to fly, you know, unfettered. It's right. It's to be the perfect version of yourself, which is to do the right thing, to know and, what that thing is and, and, to, and to lead toward it. If you don't, you still
0: know the direction you should go in anyway. That's the that's the power, right? And and it's sort of like it's it's funny because uh, another thing about l- listening to those quotes is that it, it kind of solidifies in my mind the idea. I guess I have that you know, apart from the fact when his dad gets killed, uh-huh. because uh, as we talked about, that's totally goofy. But uh, for me, everything that happens in the past in this movie is far and away the best part of the movie. Everything that happens with their parents, yeah. whether we're whether we're, you know, confronting the bullies and Kevin Costner's yeah. there, or we're uh, you know, talking to him afterwards about saving the people on the bus, or he's just, you know, there with his mom. It actually even it I could probably even go all the way to any time we're like at the farm, even right. even when it's in the now you know yeah. in the present. All that stuff is great too. All, yeah. all that stuff is really good. And Those are the scenes that they're talking about in these in these example quotes here that, you know, make the movie sound really good. Uh Right. (laughs) And they're they're the good parts of the movie. Yeah. And and it's it's kind of weird to, like, hear them talking about Superman, especially, you know, Superman himself and try and fit that in with like what you're like what you just said. Yeah. And how you you know it's 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 all sort of like the philosophical invisible ring, right, right. if you have an invisible ring, what would you do? and you right. know the answer is right if you would do anything different, then you're wrong right and, and that's what we're trying to like get some of with Superman. He can do anything right, and there would be no consequences, and what does he do? And we don't get that in yeah. the movie. And yeah. e- Despite the fact that we're talking about how it's in the movie, we still don't get still it in it, the it. movie. Yeah. So um, We have a couple more. Um, we got um, both Lois Lane and Superman nice. talking about Lois Lane. And these were the ones that I think is funny because maybe I read these differently or, or uh, heard them responding uh, about – the, the Lois Lang character differently but it just made it seem to be like all I could think after watching it was there's a lot of this movie on the floor <laughs> all right.
2: I think it takes her by surprise and I think that it's it's very interesting that it actually takes this person from another world to actually make her more human um, his humanity actually brings about a change in her and um gives her a stronger sense of humanity, and I would think, as the story you know continues, she becomes a stronger and more um well rounded human being. I think she's pretty focused when we find her and pretty pretty dead set on on what she believes to be um, you know the most important thing, which is telling the truth you know things don't there's no such there's no reason for secrets, you know, and I think she really you know, she she comes to really respect humanity and identify more with humanity by by her experiences with Clark.
1: I really like working with Amy. Amy's great. Um, she's good fun. She brings a, a good energy to set. Um, and on long days, you do need someone to goof around with sometimes. And um, as far as an actress goes... As, as a contrast, when you get the person, Amy, who you can goof around with and have fun with, and then she brings this wonderfully, um, wonderfully sort of powerful yet soft character. Um, and I think the interaction between Amy and Superman is that she is obviously Superwoman um, in, in, in a societal sense, and then she's finally found this one guy who can literally sweep her off her feet.
0: And, and and see there again, like uh, uh, I I I had kind of the expanded response there because I thought it was funny that he said someone to joke around with on set, right? Um, but you know there again, I, I think all of the stuff that they're saying is all theoretical. It it's you know you can if they talk about it, you can kind of go okay, I sort of see that, right? But, but you don't really get don't it, see it in the movie. Right. You don't get enough. There's, I think. And you know another thing that was a problem with this movie for me was that they were overselling. I think Lois Lane and and her. I guess you know I I don't even know exactly how to say it, but the fact that she goes to her editor and goes, "I want you to publish this story." I was like, "Come on, she wouldn't have done that in the first place." It's where people she, think she happens. She wouldn't have wrote it. Right. It's how in people that think those way. things work. Yeah. Right. But she wouldn't have done that. She's right. uh, she's not like uh, you know. Well, she does it. Basically, been, like been hey, a writer like, I'm a Pulitzer for a Prize year, winner, you right? Know? Like do what I do my bidding, right? But that is yeah. it, it, that's so like self contradictory. Right. She's a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, so she knows that she can't. Her next, yeah. <laughs> she can't be, her next story cannot be. Her next story cannot be their UFOs. I saw them right. and just believe me. Right, because I've got the award. That person would never right. do that, yeah. you know. And that person would never have to get shot down by their editor, who goes, "Look, I'm not putting right. a UFO story. Uh, you know, bring me yeah. pictures of a UFO or bring me your alien guy, yeah. and maybe we'll talk." But she knows better than you know that what. She's just going to walk it and go. Here's my right. story. What's
3: interesting? We never even we touched quickly on Russell Crowe, and he did great. And again, we said earlier that all the cast really did awesome. It's just the story didn't serve them they well. They really one did. Of the,
0: it's a bummer. And one not of not the weirdest yeah, Superman himself was awesome. Henry he Cavill really, was awesome. It, He's it, really it was, good
3: in this role, and I hope he has a lot. Of, I, I think in the next film, where people in this film again, when I said they were short sighted to some extent. They're like, he didn't grieve. He didn't feel like the never kill rule hard enough. Like, I mean, he showed anguish. I think what you're going to see in the next film is a film basically surrounding this, the weight of this decision coupled with, you know, a new adversary. But going back to like, you know, Lois Lane coming in, it's easy to just kind of overlook Larry Fishburne, who plays Perry White. Yeah. And in in a way, like I love seeing him in films just because it's fun. I like, you know, I like seeing Fishburne act. Right. He was probably the most easily replaced character in uh, the most replaced actor. And I don't mean that negatively towards a performance for him. It's just he didn't have a whole lot to do except for one scene, which is really important later, like looking as a comparison to Superman, even though it's surrounded by everything I don't like. When all the buildings are falling and his fellow reporter is stuck and he's not leaving her side and he knows that he's probably going to die there, but he's not going to let her go.
4: Right.
3: He's got this look at her. And it's awesome, but yeah. it just sucks that you're you're so dead inside it it from watching in the all the, of, the torture, garbage, you know, the right. garbage stuff. But it, it's interesting that he, in a way, like he didn't have a whole lot to do in the movie, but he did great with what he had, especially right. that one moment, which is everybody can be Superman. You can be like empowered to do the right thing, even in the face of all this, you know, adversity mm-hmm. stuff. But if, if Larry Fishman wasn't in the film and someone else would have been Perry White, you wouldn't have really noticed a whole lot. You know, which sucks because they didn't utilize him as much as they should have, right. but it was still pretty cool to see him in there. But,
0: right. everybody... and, and you know, not only that, but that scene, I think, was, um, you know, it was it felt a little odd because of how and where we came from and everything yeah. and how, how we got to it, whatever. So it didn't have the pull that it should have had. Yeah, it really suffered. Because it was, that's one of those scenes uh, to me that it's like, you know, you see the page in the script and you go, all right, that could be pretty cool. Right. And and then you even look at it in the bigger script and maybe there's a specific point that we're trying to get with that exact scene, which for me, it kind of felt like we were kind of. Uh, we were kind of weighing that scene against the scene where Kevin Costner lets himself be killed mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, it, it. they're both scenes where I know I'm going to die.
3: Right. And, and there's something to prevent it. But and,
0: still. and Kevin Costner yeah. is deciding to die for a certain reason. Yep. And Lawrence Fishburne's character is kind of, not exactly deciding to die because maybe if he was Superman, he would just fly away and get away from it, right? right. But, but there's sort of this—we're resigned to our fate in both scenes, right? And and it's an interesting scene, but that's like one of those scenes where you take that page of the script and you go, "Yeah, that's pretty cool." But right. you take that page of the script and stick it into the middle in of the middle of an, yeah. 25 minutes yeah. of craziness, and yeah. and it's all kind of lost. But wow. he did, uh, you know, there is. Both of those scenes also have the look, right? You know, right. Kevin Costner has to give the right look and have like right. the right expression on his face and have that you know work out. And you know, just to go back, we're we're going to wrap up here in in just a second. But just to go back to that scene again, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was really weird. There are a lot of times in this in this movie, and that scene where Kevin Costner gives up the ghost on himself, whenever. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of scenes in this movie, and I think that is a good example of this, too. That scene is just – that scene is like a little wrap-up of the whole movie in, in like yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. But um, another thing is there are a lot of scenes in this movie where I think you do something for a specific reason, and this is the way you want stuff to play out, and you don't have somebody else looking at it going – You don't realize that this also does this and it also, you know, whatever. And what we have is for whatever reason, we really want to have this sharp impact of Kevin Costner is just absolutely dedicated to the fact that he should not reveal himself, even if it means his own death. Because there are people watching, which I think is, you know, for me, I, I think you're taking your obsession a little far at that point anyway. Yeah. But what you want to say is that Kevin Costner is absolutely dedicated to the fact that he should not reveal himself. But what you don't realize that you're doing is you have a Superman who doesn't save his dad anyway, whether he wants him to or not. And there's a lot of that, I think, happening in this movie. A lot of it did not work very well for me because – you know, I want my Superman to save his dad anyway. Yeah. Right, and it's a it's a weird thing. Yeah. And there are a lot of points in the movie where clearly this is what they're trying to say, but you don't realize that what you're also saying is this whole other thing. And it's right. It it, it, yeah. it it's very weird. I don't know. Anyway, it still is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Again, <and, laughs> this, it, this is the thing. We this is one a, thing. We is a good weekend. Night this is a big ninety minute show right? for us.
3: Where we're you know we're almost. You know going longer than we have with any show but right. it's we've railed on this a lot and it deserves the stuff that it's been slighted for but it's not the worst film I've ever seen it's not right ballistic versus X or Resident Evil <laughs> right. you know nine or whatever it's 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 a fun popcorn film it's just disappointing that the decisions they made were what they made right because it could have been outstanding I'm not going to be super, like super. It, it could it, have it, been super. It, 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 really, it would have been really, really amazing. Have. So, it, but it, 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 it just, really
0: could have been. Maybe the, the worst part of that is clearly from listening to uh, the people involved in yeah. the movie talk about it. It was there somewhere. Yeah, the, the theory, A lot of the yeah. better theories were there somewhere. Yeah, and they lost out in. Yeah. Maybe next time. Anyway, yeah. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, and uh, I'm not even sure. I don't what, know what we'll I, see next I'm week. not sure what the schedule. Maybe Fast and the Furious Six. No. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, because well, there's we'll, nothing we'll coming out. Next you week. can
3: you can rest assured we'll see something. Right.
0: Uh, right. I, I'm not sure what the schedule is for the next couple of weeks, but we will be back next week yep. with another show. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Check us out on right. iTunes, subscribe, and do all that great stuff, and let the world know that you love us. Right. So <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks.